1 Samuel, the 17th chapter, from verse 40. And I'm reading the New King James Version. Then he took his staff in his hand, and he chose for himself five smooth stones from the brook, and put them in a shepherd's bag, in a pouch which he had, and his sling was in his hand. And he drew near to the Philistine. So the Philistine came and began drawing near to David. And the man who bore the shield went before him. And when the Philistine looked about and saw David, he disdained him, for he was only a youth, ruddy and good-looking. So the Philistine said to David, Am I a dog that you come to me with sticks? And the Philistine cursed David by his gods. And the Philistine said to David, Come to me and I will give your flesh to the birds of the air and the beasts of the field. Then David said to the Philistine, You come to me with a sword, with a spear, and with a javelin, but I come to you in the name of the Lord of hosts, the God of the armies of Israel, whom you have defied. This day the Lord will deliver you into my hand, and I will strike you and take your head from you. And this day I will give the carcasses of the camp of the Philistines to the birds of the air and the wild beasts of the earth, that all the earth may know that there is a God in Israel. Then all his assembly shall know that the Lord does not save with sword and spear, for the battle is the Lord's, and he will give you into our hands. So it was, when the Philistine arose and came and drew near to meet David, that David hurried and ran toward the army to meet the Philistine. Then David put his hand in his bag and took out a stone, and he slung it, and struck the Philistine in his forehead, so that the stone sank into his forehead, and he fell on his face to the earth. So David prevailed over the Philistine with a sling and a stone, and struck the Philistine and killed him, but there was no sword in the hand of David. Therefore David ran and stood over the Philistine, took his sword, and drew it out of his sheath, and killed him, and cut off his head with it. And when the Philistines saw that their champion was dead, they fled. Bible before breakfast, Mildred Kingston Kumpo here. Story time, guys. You know how I love a good story, and this is definitely a great story in the Bible. Oh, first of all, who comes to a sword fight without a sword? Who does that? Only a man intoxicated with his covenant with God and who understands the power of his words. Listen, as a child of God, one of your greatest weapons will be the words. You must understand this. David understood this. Jesus understood this. When Satan came at Jesus with temptations, Jesus' only response was, it is written. And when he had had enough, he said, get out of here, Satan. (laughs) But there's so much power in your words. And I know I've said this before, and you can find it in Proverbs 18, 21. But death and life are in the power of the tongue. And whatever you speak is what you will have. So basically, what I'm saying here is that the outcome of your life is determined by what you are saying. So what are you saying? What are you saying? David was sent to the battlefield to give his brothers some lunch by his dad. David was at home taking care of the sheep. And then all his brothers were at war. And then his dad says, you know what? Take some food to your brothers and check how they're doing. And so David grabs it and 
being the youngest, of course, he was probably the one saddled with this kind of little responsibilities. And he gets to the field. And there he sees Goliath challenging the children of Israel and saying, you know what? I know we're at war, but let's do this. Get your champion to come and fight me. And if they win, we will serve you guys. But if we win, you'll be our slaves. And the children of Israel were terrified. Not one person could stand up to defend Israel. Not one person. In fact, Saul was in his tent, probably doing strategy meetings and being political, doing absolutely nothing. And then David asked the question, what will be done for the person who wins this? Well, anyhow, there's some incentive, but that's not really where I'm going with this. And so David decides that, you know what, I'm going to defend the honor of my God because I know the covenant I have with him. I know who he is. I know who he is. So he grabs, <laughs> he grabs five stones. I mean, I can't get over it. Like, in fact, Saul saw how ridiculous it was and offered him his armor. And the little boy couldn't see. He said, I can't move in this. I can't do anything in this. You know what? I'll go with what I'm used to. And he drops the armor. Because the truth is, it's not necessarily in the weapons you have. It's not necessarily in the sword, the armor, the shield, or even the armor bearer. It's not about that because David went in without an armor bearer. David went in without a sword. Do you believe that? This little boy went in without a sword to a sword fight. This is crazy literally crazy so anyhow he grabs all of this and then he goes into the field and goliath looks down because like he's literally a tiny tot beside goliath goliath looks down and he suddenly realizes are these people joking with me in fact he felt so insulted that he asked david am i a dog that you're coming to me with sticks don't even have any respect for the fact that i'm a warrior you could have at least come with swords. But you know what David understood? David understood that in any battle, two things matter. First of all, understanding that it's always a battle of gods and it's always a battle of words. So the Philistine cursed David by his gods and David responded to him. That you come to me with a sword and a spear and a javelin but I come to you in the name of the Lord of hosts. He established whose God was greater. He said, I'm coming to you with Jehovah Sabaoth, the God of the armies of Israel, the one that you have defied. So you have not defied Israel today. You have not defied our king. You have not defied me. You have defied the God of the armies of Israel. And he says, this day the Lord will deliver you into my hand. And then he begins to say the things that he would do. He began to release words. Now, you may not understand this, but if you think about it, boxers today or wrestlers seem to understand that it's always a battle of words. So before they even go into any battle, you'd hear them toss words back and forth. And this was the same thing that David was doing. David made it clear that this battle was not going to be against him and Goliath. It was going to be against him. It was going to be against Goliath and his God, the God of Israel, the God of the heavenly armies. That was the person Goliath was fighting. And he described exactly what he was going to do. God will win this battle. 
but I will strike you, I will take your head from you, and this day I will give your carcasses to the birds of the air and the wild beasts of the earth. So David declared what he wanted to see. This tells me that you can create the outcome of that battle you're in. Whatever you're going through, your words matter. You know, it's interesting that, let's look at Joseph, for instance. Joseph in the Bible had a dream, and then he came to his brothers and he told them the dream. And his brothers were so upset. Genesis 37 verse 8, they said to him, Do you intend to reign over us? His brothers asked. Will you actually rule us? So they hated him even more because of his dream and his statements. But you know what happened in verse 9? It says, Then Joseph had another dream. He didn't keep quiet about it because people were angry. He didn't keep quiet about it because of who would hate him. The Bible says, and he told it to his brothers. So he kept speaking. He kept speaking. You can determine the outcome of your life. You can determine the outcome of the battle you're facing. You can determine it. Hebrews 10.23 tells us, Let us hold tightly without wavering to the hope we affirm. So the hope that we confess to have, it says we should hold on tightly, for God can be trusted to keep his promise. Look at the CEV version, the contemporary English version of the same scripture, Hebrews 10.23. It says we must hold tightly to the hope we say is ours. We say. What you've said, hold on to it. It says, after all, we can trust the one who made the agreement with us. So, first of all, David understood who had made the agreement with him. He knew that God was going to win this battle for him. Why? Because he had seen him win battles before. He had won a bear, he had won a lion for him, and Goliath was no different in his book. So he declared, this is what is going to happen. My God will win you. And then I will do this, this, and this. So what are you saying? The outcome of your life is determined by what you're saying. Also remember that in every battle is first a battle of gods before it's a battle of words. It says Goliath cursed him by his gods, but he responded by declaring, my God will answer you. So remember, it's first a battle of gods then it's a battle of words. So who is backing you up and what are you saying? That's my question for you this morning. Good morning. What a wonderful way to start your day. Bible before breakfast with Mildred Kingsley Gungo.